this is the Wasabi Channel again with uh, my guests Jan and Aaron Meadows. Yes. And we're going to be talking today about uh, basically holy and common. Or what most people say, unclean and clean, basically. So, here we are. And uh, we're talking about, I was telling, they were telling me about uh, Dr. T- uh, Professor Toto and him talking about when, you know, because uh, he's from, I guess, what, New Orleans, right? He's from Louisiana. And he, you know, I love the boudin over there and everything. And I'm, I'm the same way. When God told me to quit eating pork, that was the first one for me, quit eating pork. I was like, what? Are you crazy? Like, what? For real? Like, Lord, you know, I love bacon. <laughs> You know, I love bacon, like for real. I love boudin too, because that, yeah, that's all sausage in it. And then he says, no one eat it. And, um, and it's actually in the Bible not to eat it. So, had to obey. Didn't want to. But, uh. Well, if you come from New Orleans, it's like, you, have, you have shrimp and crab and lobster and oysters and catfish. And <laughs> literally, you can't eat anything, um. And it is interesting to me right now in New Orleans. New Orleans has one of the strictest uh, vaccine codes, so you can actually you cannot even go to a restaurant if you haven't been vaccinated to wow. any to any restaurant. It's really kind of crazy. So it's maybe it's God trying to tell people, well, maybe you shouldn't be eating these kind of things. <laughs> but it's uh, you know that's one. Of, I think it's in, isn't it in Peter. <clears throat> The, the verse that people get so messed yeah, up yeah. is, um, you know, when, when the, yeah, the, the food coming down, Peter had that dream. And, uh, it's, if you read the, the, the verse, he's not talking about food, but it was one of those things where, um, Peter, just like Jesus was, um, they were Jewish. And so they followed the dietary laws. And so they wouldn't have been eating, unclean food um and you know god is saying well not everything you know he was talking about the clean and the unclean in the blanket you know in the sheet and but he's talking about you know the pharisees had made a law because there is unclean and clean but what happened was the pharisees in order to make it even more difficult to break the law because they would put fence over fence over fence so you couldn't touch the law they said if uh if something that was clean touched an unclean food it made the clean food unclean and that's ridiculous that wasn't it at all you know it's as if if your chicken gets too close to the pig then the chicken now is unclean and you can't eat the chicken either <clears throat> and that's not at all what God was trying to say. He was trying to portray it with um, people. And that, you know, if uh, a Gentile, if a Jewish person and a Gentile come in together, you don't treat them as unclean. You, you, uh, you teach them about God, you know. So, did you find the verse there? Yeah, it's in Acts, Acts 10, uh, 15. And a voice spoken to him again the second time, What God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven. So, yeah, there's a difference between unclean, clean, and common. Right. Well, let's, common. Let's, let's also uh, let's also say this too, though. In that dream, they also interpret the dream right. as nothing to do with food. <laughs> right. Right. Because if you if you keep reading in about the dream, he's talking about people, and. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, just kind of like the Jewish people, how they thought about Samaritans. You know, they would go 
out of their way not to go through Samaria because they hated these people. And Jesus was trying to tell them, no, 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 no. You need to put yourself in places where people don't think the same way as you so that you can give them the truth. Because uh, how are they going to know unless somebody teaches them that? But I thought it was real fascinating about the common um, because that you only see that in the King James, all the other versions, they don't talk about it. And, and the words are common and holy, right? I um, think that's right. Uh, what God is called, what is cleansed, you must not, not call common. Common. Yeah. Common. So when, unclean or common for right. if I have never eaten anything common or unclean. That's right. what Peter says. He, yeah. Common would be what the Pharisees would say if a clean food got close to an unclean food, it would become common. And that is so ridiculous. <laughs> you know, that's that's just not right. So it's the Pharisaical law that was never intended to be Right. And it's also what the, what it's the not, standard was. It's not the written law, it's the oral traditions, you know, that um so many Jews um so many Jews believe that um the oral traditions were just as as uh, verifiable as the written law, and that is not true. Uh, the written law, that's why we have the written word of God. Uh, that's the standard that we should go by. Yeah, and also, you know, when we're talking about, you know, common and holy, um, God doesn't really, especially when it comes to food, God's not telling us to not eat those foods that we think we really like really a whole lot because he's trying to keep something from us. He's actually trying to keep us safe because everybody knows, well, if you don't know, you know, if you eat pork, there's a lot of parasites on that thing, a lot of tapeworms. It can actually, watch the, watch season one of House. I mean, hey, that's totally, that just did it for me right there. Seeing that girl getting tapeworms, you know, in, in her brain from eating just, you know, a packaged, you know, ham. You know, just a cold cut of ham, and that's what basically caused it. And, you know, Caesar, she had all this stuff. It was really kind of interesting. And, and, you know, God says not to, all the things that are unclean, when you look, or I should say, when they're not holy, they're unclean stuff that you're eating, all those things, as you research them, they all have some toxicity in them that will actually bring it to your own body and cause you to have some kind of compromise in your health. And you never see, like at pagan festivals, they're not going to eat turkey and chicken. No, they're always eating pigs. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, uh, you know, what God has called unclean, because, you know, that was the, the whole thing with Noah and the ark, is that they had clean and unclean animals in the ark. And it wasn't just the animals coming in two by two. It was, you know, there was... Two by two were the unclean, but seven by seven were the clean. And uh, because you couldn't have an offering with an unclean animal. And um, and God was all about, uh, you know, when, when Noah, when they got out of the boat, out of the ark, they had they had an offering with the clean animals. So uh, there's something to that. Yeah, there. I mean, there is a point to have unclean animals. It's not like we don't think unclean animals are just like, we don't ever need those. <laughs> Unclean animals are important because they eat all the garbage. And if you didn't have an unclean animal, you would have all this garbage floating around, you know, just like vultures. You know, they eat the garbage food. And God is saying, 
we need those animals. Obviously he made them, but it's not for us to eat because he's trying, like Sheila was saying, he's trying to protect us from contaminating ourselves and opening up our bodies to different kinds of diseases. It's like your immune system is compromised when you start to allow garbage into your body. And that's like sin just in general. You know, God has not... God has set up his, you know, I don't like to use the word rules really, but it, you know, his instructions and his boundaries. And it's because he wants us to live a full life. But when we allow sin and, um, the things that go against God's law, when we allow those things into our life, it hurts us. And God is like, that's not for you because I want you to live a full life. I want you to be blessed. You know, it talks about that in Deuteronomy. I put before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Choose life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that when we choose life, that's following God's commands. And once we follow his commands, we're able to walk in the blessings of God. Yeah, and I remember um, doing a little research one time and um, looking at public school um, menus and when you see fish on a public school menu, it's always shark. Now, shark is um, an unclean uh, fish. It is a predator in the ocean that eats all the sick and dead things. And when you eat sick and dead things, that does not make your um, flesh good. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you, you take in all of that stuff. And just like Aaron said, it's, it's a, there's a reason why, you know, God created all of the animals and he said that they're all good, but they're not all good for us to eat. And, you know, you, most people wouldn't eat a skunk or a buzzard, you know, they wouldn't think about doing that. But uh, in in the economy of God, in the in in His wisdom of creation, they really serve the same purpose. Unfortunately, as hogs and shrimp and lobsters and bottom, they're all bottom dwellers, you know, and they eat the stuff that nobody else will eat, and they eat they eat refuse, and they they eat stuff that's not to be eaten by us, and so. Um, it is interesting, though, when you start uh, telling people what they should or should not eat or how they should or should not do life when you get into the festivals, you really you really start pushing people's buttons, and they don't like that at all. <laughs> so. just, to, just to inform them even, that that's when they kind of really, you know, uh, lose their minds a little bit, you know, when you get to, like, the root of what Easter really is. I mean, you know, that's a... Uh, that is not exactly a holy thing, and people think it is, you know, and they, but they don't do the research. And so we've been doing a lot of things because our, you know, our ancestors have done it, and so we just think it's okay. It's kind of like that analogy of that lady with the, the ham, and she keeps cutting off the ends to put it in the pan, and they think, well, it's the best way to cook the ham. So we put it in the pan, and we cut the ends off because my grandmother did it, and my great-grandmother did it, and all, and all because their great-great-great-great-grandmother did it because it didn't fit the pan. Now, I'm not saying to go eat ham because it's not good for you, but anyway, uh, <laughs> it's just the whole fact of, you know, doing something, you don't know why you're doing it, you're just doing it because everybody else did it. And that's when you really have to use your brain and start researching, just even in today's, today and what's going on, it's really, we have to... We, we can't rely on what other people are telling us to do. You really need to do the research and do the research on platforms that you know aren't, uh, they aren't censored. 
You know, because we have so much media and so much other things censored, and that's the reason why. Yes, it's a plug for brighttion.com. That's the reason why I released the podcast on brighttion.com. You know, because I know that when it goes out here, it's not going to get censored as opposed to other platforms. Now, I have I have other platforms, but I don't know if they're going to censor me, you know, and, and or this podcast anywhere. So I always like to release it on Brighton just just to make sure that it's getting out there somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, for me, one of the big verses was um, uh, it's Mark seven thirteen that, you know, by your traditions, you make the word of God of none effect. And so we... Um, we have done things because we're used to doing them, uh, especially when you start getting when, when you start getting into celebrating God's festivals as opposed to human holidays, um, or even the same thing with eating. You know, God. If you really believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if He says something, He's not going to change His mind. Uh, he hasn't changed His mind about clean and unclean food. And you know, back in the day, I think during what World War II, when you know, the Jews were all, or no, not during World War II, it was before with the Black Plague, I guess, with the Black Plague, and they were they were accused of causing the plague, but they were the only people that that ate clean and actually cleaned themselves. You know, they actually washed their hands and washed their bodies, and uh, because God, uh, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, we're supposed to be clean, you know, inside and out, and so... Um, it is interesting how God does have our best interests at heart. And so oftentimes we think we're God and we know better than God. And that is not true. And the reason, and, and the reason why, uh, bouncing off that one, the reason why that they were accusing the Jews of doing something and bringing the plague was because of the fact that they were eating clean. They didn't get sick. Everybody else got sick. And that's that's called the compromised immune system when you eat the wrong stuff. It's kind of like eating GMO. Same thing, not eating organic, same thing. You're compromising your body. Another plug for the Health Ranger store because he's <laughs> all non-GMO, most you know, organic, heavy metal tested. You know, Mike Adams, he knows what he's doing. So, you know, looking for foods like that to put in your body so that you can build your immune system up and not tear it down by, you know, doing crazy stuff. And uh, it's really interesting. The people that are uh, are watching how they eat and being really healthy are the ones, usually the people that are not doing that, or the people that want to take people down are actually coming against. And it's, uh, it's interesting ploy of the enemy, right? I was going to go back a little bit to the to the festival since we kind of brought that up a little bit. But um, yeah, looking at looking at it. Um, uh, the Hebrew word for festival is moedim, and it means an appointed time, which I think means something different than a festival. <laughs> but it's not that God is telling us he doesn't want to celebrate or kind of going back to what we were talking about before. It's not that he was saying, I don't want you to celebrate. I just have, I don't want you to celebrate like the pagans celebrate. You know, I have specific days on my calendar that I want you to be rehearsing. Another word for it is the mikra. No. Yeah. Uh, and it's like um, a dress rehearsal. So it's like this continual year after year after year, we're preparing for an event. And we know this, like Jesus actually died on Passover. The Holy Spirit was poured out on Shavuot or Pentecost um, and looking at like, oh, if these things have a fulfillment, you know, on these days, shouldn't we be looking at the other days to see what God is trying to fulfill in those times too? So it's actually like a preparing thing. God doesn't want us to be, you know, not 
you know, in the light, you know, he wants us to know these are important things that I want you to be following because there are significant things that are happening on these days. But it's not that God is saying, I don't want you to celebrate Christmas and I don't want you to celebrate Easter. If you knew the history behind why people celebrate those things, you would see that the the roots of it are not very good. Yeah, and we're, um, you know, today is the Sabbath. Uh, and just think if everybody in the body of Christ celebrated the Sabbath. It's actually the one of the one Ten Commandments that nobody seems to want to do. And, it, you know, it's honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. <laughs> you know, we just kind of buzz over that one. But there are benefits to keeping the Sabbath. You know, you have to have rest in your life. And how many people say Sunday is their day of rest, but in actuality, they go to church and they're busier on Sunday than they are any other day of the week, you know, working, uh, serving at church or whatever they're doing. But there's a reason why we, God has set up these, the Sabbath and all of his Moedim, uh, because we will be doing this in the millennial reign. Um, this is not, these are dress rehearsals for what everyone will be doing. And it tells us in the Bible that everyone will have to come down to Jerusalem to celebrate these, these feasts, you know. And if they, Sukkot, yeah, especially Sukkot, you know, which we've just celebrated. And now we're entering into the, the dark, uh, season, the satanic season between Halloween and, you know, all the festivals that we, the holidays that people celebrate, um, you know, Halloween, All Saints Day, All Souls Day. I mean, it gets crazy. They have no biblical roots. Right. They have no biblical, uh, references, uh, Christmas, um, New Year's Day, these are all, when you research them, um, are based in satanic, demonic gods and, and uh, worshiping them. And so um, and it's kind of like, I remember listening to, um, I think it was Jim Staley made the reference that, you know, if you had a, a man and a woman and they were married and the man told his wife, he goes, well, you know, I used to have a girlfriend that, we celebrated her birthday on, you know, April the 2nd, and I'm just used to that holiday. I'm just used to that. So let's just celebrate yours on that day, even though that's not his wife's birthday. And it's like, how would you feel if somebody wanted to celebrate your birthday uh, regarding someone else that was in your past, <laughs> that it was their birthday? And it's the same kind of thing. It's that we have gotten so traditional in doing things um, and, you know, during these, this time between Halloween and um, what the pagan world calls Easter, what we call Passover, during that season, this is the time when you have the most suicides, yeah. um, the most uh, uh, sex trafficking is, is amped up, uh, blood sacrifices, all of these things that are real. These things are real because Satan knows the value and the power of blood, and but he needs a lot of blood. Uh, you know, we as as Christians are blessed because Jesus shed his blood once and for all for the remission of all sins for all mankind. And we don't have to do these blood sacrifices like they used to do. But Satan has to go under the old, they get power from the shedding of blood, from trauma. And um, you 
you all you have to do is ask any policeman around this these times of year, you know, and that's when you have more abductions, you have more missing persons, you find people on the sides of roads with their blood drained. I mean, this is this is actually true, uh, and it's always the most vulnerable: the the children, the prostitutes, the homeless. Um, why do you think we've got so many kids that are being bussed in and flown in by themselves all over this country to disappear? What, what's happening to these children? Nobody knows who's the, who they are. Nobody knows where they're going. Uh, it doesn't take much to think that there's a demonic agenda to use these children for, for nefarious reasons that are not good. So, um, didn't mean to get off on that light subject, but, <laughs> but on that note, we're just going to make a little bit of disclaimer. This is opinions of all three of us. <laughs> we're not medical professionals or law enforcement or any of that stuff. Just so you know, don't come after us because we aren't going to be liable for any of that stuff. Just like, you know. Okay. Anybody else? Anyway. That's our podcast for today, and uh, we will talk to you later. Wasabi Channel. Bye.